Welcome to Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. I'm your host, Jill Jardine, Masters in Counseling Psychology, Longtime Astrologer, Psychic Healer, and Yogi. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss the connection between Jungian psychology and astrology. And you're going to want to stay tuned for the second half when I lead you in a guided relaxation to connect with your inner healer. So stay tuned. Hey listeners, I have some exciting news to announce. I'm holding a contest for my listeners where you can win a free 30-minute astrological reading from me, Jill Jardine, professional astrologer of many years. To enter the contest, all you have to do is go to my website, which is jilljardineastrology.com. That's my name, Jill, J-I-L-L, J-A-R-D-I-N-E, astrology, A-S-T-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com, jilljardineastrology.com. Go to my free resources page on the website, download and fill out the sole purpose form. Then the second step is to subscribe, download Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine podcast give a five-star review, if you will. And the third step is to go to my Facebook page, Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, and post your favorite Cosmic Scene episode. These three steps will qualify you to be entered into the contest. Again, they are to go to my website, jilljardineastrology.com, and fill out the sole purpose form. You can listen to some of my free content, mantras, and things on that free resource page as well. Second step, subscribe and download if you haven't already to this podcast, Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, and then go to my Facebook page, Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, and post your favorite Cosmic Scene episode. Then I'll know that you are entered, and I will notify you through your email. So please leave your email with me through my website. You'll be able to do that when you download the sole purpose form. And I will announce the winner at the end of November in time for the lunar eclipse. Welcome to today's episode where I'm going to talk about astrology and the connection with Jungian psychology and talk about what Carl Jung had to say about astrology and how it is a useful modality in psychoanalysis. And you're going to want to stay tuned to the second half of the show when I lead you in a guided relaxation to connect with your inner healer. So let's talk about Carl Jung. He was a psychologist in the beginning of the 20th century, very famous, very um, studied under Freud, Sigmund Freud, and they had a split because they had some disagreements over theory, psychological theory, and Carl Jung spun off and did his own thing. Carl Jung was the person responsible for bringing astrology into psychoanalysis. This Swiss psychoanalysis was a disciple of Sigmund Freud, but Carl Jung dealt with subjects that many consider to be closer to magic than science. And we all know how astrology is quite magical. For Jung, astrology is the summation of all ancient knowledge of psychology. He saw that connection right away in the stars. Intuitively, he looked at the 12 signs of the zodiac as a compilation of psychic realities. 
they configure what Jung called the archetypes, which are psychological patterns or models that inhabit the collective unconscious. For instance, we could say that there is the archetype of the Grim Reaper or the Old Man, which connects with the planet Saturn and the symbolism of Saturn in astrology. Or we could say there is that archetype or symbolism of the mother, divine mother goddess, which is connected to the moon in astrology. So anyway, the collective unconscious, for those who may not know that term, is what is in the psychology of the group consciousness at any given time on the planet. And it changes, obviously, as humanity evolves, what would have been in the collective unconscious let's say during World War II, is different than what is percolating in the collective unconscious. Maybe not that different under a Trump presidency, but still in current times and going into a more advanced age, such as the age of Aquarius, we're going to see different collective unconsciousness transformation. Carl Jung was sure that within each human being exists an innate disposition to be what they really are. And we don't acquire it, rather we're born with it. And it's really about our personal evolution to grow into it. And this is where we can see the influence of astrology on Jungian psychoanalysis. Astrologers are sure that there is an inclination to live a certain way from birth. And as an astrologer of over 30 years professionally, and before that doing it as a hobby in my teens and 20s, I realized that um, the astrology archetypes or planets show us these dispositions that we could we could be having, and some of them remain latent. So we may not be acting on our Venus, let's say, and feeling like we're living a life of luxury if it's a exalted Venus, uh, or we could feel like we're not activating our moon or lunar archetype, especially if, let's say, we're not parenting. We are, it just may be more latent and come out in different ways. So we all have these potentials and some remain latent. In other words, in astrology, some of these planets are not as active as other archetypes. And we tend to have our favorite archetypes or our favorite planets that we like to boost in our chart. Um, A mother of, let's say, four or five children would really be rocking the moon or the lunar archetype as the maternal energy is very strong, where somebody who's a hard worker and feels like, you know, they are just working all the time and paying off karma in this lifetime, all work and no play, would be working off a Saturn archetype of hard work. Jupiter, those who think they're a teacher of sorts or even spiritual teachers or really good teachers in high school or whatever level of education, professors that are very, very good and have a big following of students, those would be embodying the Jupiter archetype or the guru archetype. So it's interesting that we can see these astrological influences are either very activated in our life or remain latent, but the potential is always there. We are born with it. So astrology, like the collective unconscious with which psychology is concerned, consists of these symbolic configurations The planets are the gods, symbols of the powers of the unconscious. And here is my most favorite quote by Carl Jung. 
We are born at a given moment in a given place, and like vintage years of wine, we have the qualities of the year and of the season in which we are born. Astrology does not lay claim to anything else, unquote. The other thing he says about astrology, and I quote, Astrology is one of the intuitive methods, like the I Ching, geomantics, and other divinatory procedures. It is based upon the synchronicity principle, i.e. meaningful coincidence. Astrology is a naively projected psychology in which the different attitudes and temperaments of man are represented as gods and identified with planets and zodiacal constellations. The starry vault of heaven is in truth the open book of cosmic projection in which are reflected the mythogems, i.e. the archetypes. In this vision, astrology and alchemy, the two classical functionaries of the psychology of the collective unconscious, join hands, unquote. That's a lot to digest and think about. And so we also have in the collective unconscious and in our personal unconscious, not only the disposition toward the light or to manifesting the highest alchemy of these archetypal energies as symbolized by the planets, but we also have the darker manifestations or what we would call the shadow manifestations of the potential of the planets. For instance, the Mars shadow would be one who is very argumentative, wants to get into fights, very confrontational, where the positive aspect of a Mars energy in a chart would be strong life force, get things done, very motivated, very ambitious, go after goals and achieve them. So you can see these planets have both a positive and a negative manifestation, the negative manifestation being the shadow. Well, not only in our personal charts, but in the collective, there's also the manifestation of the higher vibration of a certain energy, or we have the shadow vibration. And this can be looked at through the planets at any given time. In the year 2020, we had Saturn, the planet of karma, conjunct Pluto, the planet of death rebirth, ultimately leading to transformation, and the planet Jupiter all conjunct in the sign Capricorn for the whole year. They were triggered by Mars, the warlike or the igniter planet in February and March. And we did have a pandemic. We had political unrest. We had social unrest. And it was a very unstable year, so to speak. There wasn't, it didn't, you know, a lot of people felt like their life was turned upside down. Well, we saw the archetypes of Saturn, the karmic taskmaster being amplified by Jupiter, which is teaching lessons, so to speak, to society, but also amplifying. And then Pluto, the ongoing death and transformation and ultimately rebirth. That was the keynote for the whole year of 2020 as symbolized by these planetary archetypes. And here's a little more about the collective unconscious, according to Jung. It appears to consist of mythological motifs or primordial images for which reason the myths of all nations are its real exponents. In fact, the whole of mythology could be taken as a sort of projection of the collective unconscious. 
We can see this most clearly if we look at the heavenly constellations whose originally chaotic forms are organized through the projection of images. This explains the influence of the stars as asserted by astrologers. These influences are nothing but unconscious introspective perceptions of the collective unconscious. Another quote by Carl Jung. Synchronicity does not admit causality in the analogy between terrestrial events and astrological constellations. What astrology can establish are the analogous events, but not that either series is the cause of effect of others. So in other words, that which is causing which, the synchronicity or the perception of the astrologers. And so another point that Carl Jung talked about a lot when he compared astrology to psychology and how astrology can inform psychology is this concept of synchronicity. So synchronicity or astrology in Jung's psychoanalysis was used, and he developed the concept of synchronicity in his theory. It is the hypothesis that brings the astrology into his psychoanalysis. So that is how he explained astrology. It just happened to be a coincidence. Synchronicity refers to events that generate a coincidence. They happen at the same time, but are apparently disconnected. Like you're thinking about a red car and one happens to drive by. Some would just say coincidence. Young would say synchronicity, that there was a greater cause to it. For Young, these coincidences obey certain invisible threads that connect everything. This is in an agreement with astrological principles. Oh, you're having a tough time because you're having a tough Saturn transit, so you're going to have a lot of challenges right now. Call it synchronicity, call it astrology, it's still bringing a certain outcome. According to this knowledge, invisible forces exist that emanate from the universe. These forces are constantly intermixing and giving rise to events that happen in a person's life. In this way, the influence of astrology on Jungian psychoanalysis is clear. An unknown universal order manifests in a specific situation. The movements of the universe lead to the concrete events in a person's life. This may seem somewhat distanced from science, but quantum physics has also dealt with these similar hypotheses. So we like to talk about the quantum field here on Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine, but it's basically that we are all connected, there are invisible threads, and that there's something higher than ourselves that bring people and experiences to us in this life. And that's also where the law of manifestation comes in or the law of attraction that if you focus on something, but albeit with a detachment, you can pull that experience to you. I mean, you have to just make sure you don't have ego get in the way because ego will color it and sort of um, not bring you it in a clean way. If you want clean manifestation, the belief in the universe and the universe delivering and this idea that everything that we are interested in experience already exists in the quantum field, we just have to align with it. We just have to align with it with detachment. 
That's the key that a lot of people who work with law of attraction manifestation miss. They focus too heavily on, they think about it in their mind. Mind is connected to ego instead of just loosely putting out the intention to the universe with faith that the universe will deliver. So I'm going to leave you with this quote from Carl Jung from his two essays on analytical psychology written over 70 years ago, approximately 70 years ago, which still holds true today, shockingly even more. And this is what Carl Jung had to say. The truth is that astrology flourishes as never before. There is a regular library of astrological books and magazines that sell for far better than the best scientific works. The Europeans and Americans who have horoscopes cast for them may be counted not by the 100,000, but by the million. Astrology is a flourishing industry. If such a large percentage of the population has an insatiable need for this counterpole to the scientific spirit, we can be sure that the collective psyche in every individual, be he never so scientific, has this psychological requirement in equally high degree. A certain kind of scientific skepticism and criticism in our time is nothing but misplaced compensation of the powerful and deep-rooted superstitious impulses of the collective psyche. So here we go, back to 70, 60 to 70 years ago, Carl Jung says this, and now look at what has happened with the internet. This is, you know, way before the internet. We now have so much information about astrology out there, and the collective psyche really is looking to it to understand themselves better and to be prepared for what is coming in their life and in the life of the collective. And I have used psychology and astrology together for years to help people navigate their lives and get a level of clarity that they did not have before they understood their astrological chart and how it relates to their lives. So here we are 70 years later from this time of Carl Jung's work and quote, and even he started his work much earlier than 70 years later, we still have almost a hundred years later, this very potent tool at our disposal that is widely available, not just through astrology books, but through all kinds of information on the internet. So as they said in hermetic temples, know thyself something that astrology can help us all with. Folks, as the days get shorter and the nights get a little cooler, don't you just feel like sitting by the fire pit with a nice glass of wine to unwind? But you can't stand the pesticides and fillers? Let me tell you about Scout & Cellar Clean Crafted Wine. Scout & Cellar is organic, clean crafted, and always free of synthetic pesticides, chemical additives, and sweeteners. The best thing is they have a whole range from sparkling, white, rosé to red. Try this delicious pure wine straight from the grape to your glass. Order yours at Scout, S-C-O-U-T, and Cellar, C-E-L-L-A-R, dot com, backslash Jill Jardine. Welcome to the part of the episode when I will lead you in a guided relaxation to connect with your inner healer. We 
talked about psychology earlier in the episode, the connection between astrology and psychology, and now we're going to go into a relaxed healing place. Find a comfortable spot where you'll be undisturbed and quiet for the next 10 to 15 minutes and get yourself settled. You can be sitting or lying down and begin to become aware of your body resting here as it is. And it's good to know that your body has a habit from many times in the past to be very relaxed. Every cell, every part of your body can remember what it's like now to be soft and comfortable. And because you're feeling now in some way soft and easy, you can become aware now of a particular place in your body which needs healing energy today, or it can be your whole body. It's easy for you to become aware of a place in your body which needs healing today. It's easy to become aware of a place in your body which needs to be healed today. Take a breath into that place in your body. You can also put your hands there as you breathe into your body. And as you breathe out, just allowing that place to soften a little bit. So breathing into that part of your body and as you breathe out, just allowing that place to soften a little bit. With each gentle breath now that comes into your body, focusing the breath on that place. And then as you breathe out, allowing that place to let go and become soft. And that's good. And this process can continue now on its own. With each breath that comes in, focusing a little more on that place in your body that you are bringing healing into. With each breath that leaves the body, just letting go, letting go. And because you're feeling now soft and relaxed, it's easy for you again to find yourself relaxing even deeper. Find yourself now standing at the top of a flight of stairs, 10 stairs going down, going deeper inside, and you can begin in the natural way to begin to step down the stair. 10 stairs going now, and coming now to the first step, one, letting go, two, going down the stairs, going deeper inside, three, feeling each foot touching the step, four, sinking deeper, there's nothing for you to do now, five, deeper down, just letting go, six, down the stairs, seven, deeper inside, nothing to do, eight, down into a natural place, where you can experience healing today. Nine, down the stairs, deeper to your natural place, 
deeper down, 10. It's easy to find yourself standing in front of a door. Just notice now this door, this door which can lead you into a healing place today. You can open that door in a moment and step into this healing place. You can open the door now. You can step into something like a very natural room. Maybe a place which feels healing to you. Step into that room, your healing room. I'm going to ask you now just to look around this place. Notice what kind of color the walls are. What kind of floor you're standing on. How much light is there here? If there is a window, maybe you can look out of the window and see what is there. Just look around and see if there are any plants, pictures, or decorations. Maybe you notice now this room suits the way you feel perfectly. As you look around your healing place now, seeing also in this place, somewhere in this place, is somewhere for you to lay your body down. Somewhere you can rest and relax. I'm going to ask you now to allow yourself to lay your body, to rest and relax. Now as you relax and as you are resting, you can feel yourself sinking deeper inside, relaxing and resting yourself now here in your healing place, feeling as you lay here something inside of you. Let's go even more. And feeling as you rest here and relax, the presence of someone else in the room with you, someone who cares about you, someone very sensitive who cares about your body and your health, maybe someone you've never met before. And maybe this is your inner healer. See how it feels inside of you to be in here with your healer. Maybe you can notice what your healer looks like. And you can trust the presence of your healer here in this room. See what your healer is wearing. See if the inner healer reminds you of anyone. You can feel now that the healer is resting hands on your body in that place which needs healing today. Resting hands on your body in some way which allows you to melt a little more and let go. Notice the feeling in this part of your body that is receiving healing as every cell tingles with this loving touch. Something in your body responds knowing that this touch accepts you just as you are. Feeling something in your body begins to become alive here as your inner healer touches you, rests hands on you. Something begins to feel warm and soothing. And slowly you might like to tell your healer now what you are experiencing in your body. You might like to tell your inner healer why you came to this place today. Maybe you want to ask your healer a question about anything going on in your body, a physical condition, an ache, a pain, a feeling. You might want to ask a question about your health, what's happening in your body, what lessons you might need to learn if you need to do anything remedial 
Listen now as your inner healer begins to tell you what needs to happen in your life right now for you to be healed. Just listen now as your inner healer tells you what you must do to heal your body. As your inner healer tells you how your life needs to change, how your feelings need to change for you to be healed. Just relax now and listen as your inner healer tells you what you need to do in your life to bring healing. As you listen to the advice of your healer, you can still feel the hands touching you, sending soothing healing energy into your body, into your being. Feeling the healing moving throughout your body. And see if there is anything else more you want to ask of your healer so you can make the health of your body even stronger, more vital. And you can take a moment now and promise your inner healer that you will begin from today to make changes that your healer suggests for you. You can take the first steps to fulfill your healer's request. And you can promise to your healer that you will follow the advice that you receive here. There's something like a magnetism, an energy which you feel from those hands soothing your body. You may want to ask what you should do about your diet to bring healing into your body. Maybe you want to ask what changes you need to make your lifestyle bring healing to your body. Maybe you want to ask about your patterns of rest and exercise and see what your healer has to say. And as you rest here in this room, look into your body for a moment and see what kind of color your body needs and see what kind of color would be the healing color for your body. And as you breathe in your body, you take in this healing color. You add this energy into your body and you feel it moving throughout every cell, bringing healing into your body. And now you see that the healer is taking a gift for you from the shelf. And seeing now that gift is a stone or crystal. A stone or crystal which you can hold and keep as a reminder of the healing energy you received today. Noticing the color of the stone. Noticing the qualities of the stone. And as you take the stone into your hands, maybe a crystal, Feeling that stone has a certain vibrancy, something that resonates in your body. And as you take the stone or crystal in your hands, feeling you can breathe deeply into your body, you can feel yourself healthy and alive as this stone, this gem resonates every cell of your body. And you can thank your inner healer now. And you can embrace your inner healer and thank your friend knowing you can come back here whenever you need more healing. So take a moment, let this healing distribute throughout your body, feeling this soothing healing energy, knowing you can return and connect to your healer when you just listen to this relaxation again. Take a moment now with a few moments of silence to integrate this process of healing.
Now getting ready to come back, come back into the room, refreshed, relaxed, and able to remember what's transpired as I count up from one to 10. At 10, you'll be back, awake, alive, refreshed. One, coming back now, two, three, four, five, six, moving your hands, your fingers, seven, wiggling your toes and feet, eight, nine, taking a full body stretch, and 10, opening your eyes and staring at a point in front of you. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed this episode of astrology and Jungian psychology and your journey to connect with the inner healer. Remember to subscribe, download this episode and all episodes and share it. And please give us a five-star review. This is Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine signing off and sending you healing vibrations through the quantum field. Bye.